insufficient resources. Theirs is but to do or die. But we as parliamentarians who do not intervene decisively could well be accused as someone who blundered in not ensuring a proper budget for the SANDF when lives are at risk. Lastly, the ACDP would like to thank all SANDF members for their dedicated service, as well as wishing SANDF Chief General Shoke well in his retirement on 31 May 2021. We congratulate Lieutenant General Matwanya on his appointment as the new SANDF Chief, as well as all the other new appointments. I thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Swartz. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Honorable House Chair. Can I call upon uh, Honorable Bukas from the ANC? Thank you, Honorable House Chair, Honorable Minister and Deputy Minister, Honorable Members, our beloved citizens. The primary task of the South African Defense Force is to protect territorial borders, to protect the sovereignty of the Republic, to avoid any illegal invasion by other states and from terrorist groups. In the COVID-19 period, we have seen more soldiers deployed in the borders as part of safeguarding. We welcome the budget vote, but strongly recommend that there be no more reduction in the defense budget because it compromised the work of the Department of Defense. House Chair, it is important, even before we can talk about the budget vote of the department, to briefly reflect on the essence and importance of this department. We should reflect on the role that the Department of Defense play in the scheme of things and how they try to do more with less. I think, House Chair, it is time we commend our Defense Force for the important role they played in the fight against COVID-19. They form part of the frontline workers who put their lives at risk daily. And their role is bigger and critical more than just human beings with uniform. In this new normal of COVID-19, all of us need moral support. We need to acknowledge that it is indeed testing and trying times. Someone once said, a nation which forgets its defenders will be itself forgotten. House Chair, we have witnessed members of the Defense Force losing their lives. We want to salute all the fallen soldiers. We have seen the role the Defense Force played in providing support to police in ensuring that the COVID-19 regulations were respected. And that has immensely contributed in the fight against COVID-19. And like other frontline workers, they have put their lives on the block to protect the people of South Africa. I would graag weg van die donker prentje wat geskets is die volgende sê. As a member of this committee representing the ANC, I want to thank all our soldiers who despite of the circumstances respond to the call of duty. As the nation, we are proud of you. As the ANC, we want to thank the families of those who protect us and our country. In most instances, we do not acknowledge the successes, but focus more on the failures. Did we ever publicly thank the department for the deployment during the peak of COVID-19? Did we ever acknowledge and appreciate the Cape Town deployment? 
Did we ever thank them for safeguarding our borders? Yes, I know some of you will say it is their duty, but let us put ourselves in their shoes. In these trying times, they also need moral support and motivating messages like all our other frontline workers. Honorable Minister, we acknowledge and appreciate what the department is doing with the little resources they have. There's a need for improvement, especially in monitoring and coordination, whilst continue to implement our resolutions. We want to see the change in the department and witness the impact of the oversight committee. Honorable Chair, we have respect for the Defense Force of South Africa, their levels of commitment, even in the current conditions. They indeed show they are capable. They have demonstrated high level of discipline that is required in the Defense Force and indeed through their commitment to the work, they do even under difficult conditions. I've witnessed the human element and patriotism of the soldiers during our oversight, driving programs at schools where they bought school shoes for some learners from their own personal pockets, helping in painting community houses, and this is beyond the scope of work. They are involved in the community outreach programs. Honorable Chair, these are the stories we want to hear that no one talk about, the display of Ubuntu. Thomas Sankara once said, in trying to characterize the enemies of our people, and I quote, uh, the enemies of the people are those who keep them in ignorance, close quote. With that being said, I salute you. We support the budget vote. I thank you. Thank you very much. Um, can we ask the next speaker? Uh, Honor NFP. NFP. AIC, AIC, uh, COPE, uh, COPE, Honorable Modise from the ANC. Thank you, Honorable Chair. We meet here today just a week before we celebrate Africa Day, which will provide us with an opportunity to reflect and remember on the work done by the liberation struggle veterans who made it possible for us to be liberated today. The Department of Military Veterans, like any other department, has its own mandate and it derives it from the Military Act number 18 of 2011, which requires it to provide national policy and standards on the socioeconomic support to military veterans and their dependents, including benefits and entitlements to help realize a dignified, unified, empowered and self-sufficient community of military veterans. Primarily, it is to provide modalities for the integration process of the military veterans in the new democratic South Africa. Honorable Chairperson, the Defense Department is in state faced with a situation of diminishing budget. The reduction will impact the work of the department. This mandate is established exactly because we are here dealing with a department that deals with former war veterans, as we have explained above. The coronavirus outbreak has negatively impacted the lives of the military veterans 
and some have died in the process. We acknowledge that the budget constraints will have an impact in the fulfillment of this mandate. Due to the COVID-19 outbreak, the target numbers of houses that were supposed to be built was not reached because of the lockdown period. This then creates a backlog because the number of veterans is increasing in the database due to various reasons. It is important that we note that some of the military veterans are old and the need for housing is a basic need and the health support or medical support is a basic need as well, especially during the coronavirus time. The department has responded to the call of creating access for military veterans to the military hospitals and sick bays as part of the response to the challenges faced by the department. The support that is provided to the veterans is as a result of their contribution to the fight for liberation. House Chair, we have witnessed the protests by the military veterans where they've raised their demands, which include improving the living conditions, jobs, housing, and the medical support from the government. And these are within their rights as stipulated in the Military Veterans Act. They further demanded that the government must intensify their integration process of the ex-combatants in the different departments for the purpose of employment. In response to these challenges faced by the department, the president task team was appointed by the president of the Republic in the process of addressing the challenges and the task team was convened by the deputy president. The president's task team, among other things, will finalize the review of the Military Veterans Act that has been long overdue and speed up the empowerment program of the military veterans, also pay more attention to the cleansing of the military veterans database. The other challenges faced in the department is the shortage of human resource and there is work being done and some of the posts are being filled and others advertised to enforce the work of the department. There are investigations conducted within the department in trying to address the financial expenditures and other cases within in the department. There is a progress in bringing stability in the department to ensure that the mandate is fulfilled. We therefore strongly recommend that there be no budget reduction in the defense in particular the budget allocated to the military veterans so that the department can provide sufficient support for the military veterans and the responsibilities of providing for the military veterans will require the sufficient funding. We therefore as the ANC support the budget. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, can we now call upon PAC? PAC. Al-Jama, Al-Jama, Honorable Shalembe from the DA. Honorable Shalembe from the DA. Thank you very much, uh, Chairperson. Um, Chairperson, the Democratic Alliance notes the budget allocation of uh, 654 million to the Department of Military Veterans. This budget is allocated to DMV to ensure that administrative, socioeconomic support, empowerment and stakeholder management programs are implemented. These programs are meant to ensure that the Department of Military Veterans 
is efficiently administered and military veterans have access to assistant benefits such as houses, education, health services, pension, transport, and employment opportunities. It is very disappointing that the DMV under Minister Mapisangakula has yet to employ a Director General, a post that has not been filled since 2015. Director Generals are critical in ensuring the implementation of the programs I have mentioned. Supply chain management is a mess. In 2015, the PTES company was appointed to do a skills audit in the DMV. The company was paid 478,000 rand within three months, but the department has yet to receive the skills audit report six years later. I think ANC must be ashamed of that. The Democratic Alliance is deeply concerned that the DMV has only set its sights on receiving an unqualified audit instead of aiming to obtain the clean audit. The DA is here to ensure that taxpayers' money is protected from the corrupt officials. We want the clean audit. The Democratic Department of Military Veterans derives its mandate from the Military Veterans Number 18 of 2011, which requires the department to ensure that the members of the Defense Force who risk physically, psychological, whilst in service of their country may depend on a dedicated health service that is guaranteed, comprehensive and available at all the times. Despite having the act in place, military veterans are still struggling to access health services in rural areas and some, in some provinces where there are no offices to assist them when they need it. It is totally unacceptable that the DMV has failed to comply with the Military Veterans Act number 18 and its regulations since its inception in 2011. Due to the failure of the DMV to execute its mandate, the presidential task team has had to take over. This is an indication that this department is in the verge of collapse. Rule 21 of the Military Veterans, uh, Veterans Benefits Regulations stipulates that, I quote, the DMV must within 30 days from the date of applying for benefits notify the applicant in writing of the outcome of the application and notification of the outcome must be delivered by hand at the fiscal address furnished by the applicant or by prepaid registered post furnished by the applicant. Chairperson, this is yet to happen in the DNV. There are a number of instances where military veterans apply for assistance benefits, but are not informed whether their applications were approved. When the DA followed up on some of these applications, we were to find many of them older than a year. Chairperson, assistance benefits are not a favor for military veterans. It is a requirement by law. South Africa has been under lockdown for more than a year, and a number of military veterans have uh, Your time has expired, honorable member. Your time is up. With the DA being in charge, every single military veteran would have been... Yeah, no, honorable member, your time is up. Uh, can I call Honorable Mutle from the ANC? I'm told you have got 12 minutes because you, you, you were 
favored by one minute from uh, Honorable Modise. Over yeah. to you, Honorable Mutre. Thank you, Honorable uh, Chairperson. It goes without saying that the African National Congress support this budget vote uh, 23 and 26, respectively. And we make a strong recommendation that the declining budget should be arrested. We acknowledge the economic strains the COVID-19 pandemic brought and the global economic uh, instability to our fiscal. And this led to the reduction of funds in various departments. However, beyond this challenge, the work must continue and we are inspired and encouraged by the commitment of men and women in uniform to carry the constitutional mandate to protect our territory and serve the people of the Republic of South Africa to the best of their ability, as we have witnessed during uh, the period of lockdown. Honorable Chair, we also wish to take this opportunity and join the chorus to congratulate a newly appointed command council, in particular General Mapanya, who will have to come in and provide leadership to South African National Defense Force under very difficult condition when the department is faced with budgetary constraints. It's now the sixth year since the defense review of 2015 has been adopted, meaning the call to arrest the decline has been made six years ago, but the budget continues to decline. Honorable Chair, the NCSA visionary movement has long anticipated this challenge and resolved in its conference that uh, the security cluster should be funded adequately. We are making a clarion call to the Commander-in-Chief to get closer to this resolution and put an end to this uncertainty about the future of the Defence Force. The constraints poses a risk and possible loss of capabilities within the defence environment, and we can't continue to make noise year in and year out while we are guided by the resolution to watch as to what should happen. Honourable Chairperson, the allocation of the budget vote uh, 23 on the program of the, of the Department of Defense and Military Veterans will ensure performance on all programs and not leaving any program behind. Hence, it is critical that we accept the vote and continue with the work of the department. The overall budget allocation decreased, decreased with just uh, more about uh, 7 billion from 57 billion in 2020-21 financial year to 46 billion in 2021-22 financial year. The budget vote will provide the department with a base. If these patterns uh, of it indicating a decrease are not giving us a picture about the consistent decline of the budget, it means those who still can't see uh, this uh, must consult their optimist. Uh, this there's a clear need to arrest this decline and find the defense force adequately and salvage the special defense account. As the ANC, we are resolute on calling for more funding for the defense force, and we will continue to ask for the budget increase so that the department can fulfill its mandate. The budget, the budget allocation will ensure that the primary objective which is to provide the safe place for all South Africans. Uh, the approval of the budget is indeed a clear indication of our appreciation and recognition of the efforts of the South African Def National Defense Force. It is further confirming uh, the role that the South African Defense 
National Defense Force play in the fight against the coronavirus pandemic, and that it ensures it it will ensure that it continue to secure the people of South Africa, further assist the neighboring states in in the region in pursuit for a better South Africa, a better Africa in a better world. The NC notes with concern the matters of the Department of Military Veteran uh, constantly having uh, 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 unspent funds. We wish to employ on the department to ensure spend to ensure that uh, they spend those funds and assist the military veteran and identify the areas of focus in spending their allocated funds and bring more human resources into to the department to ensure that there is the work is done in the department. We will not be impressed with a presentation that do not uh, translate to improving the lives of military veterans. Honorable Mare has uh, made some assertion. I must indicate that uh, Honorable Mare was disingenuous because he is well aware of the economic situation facing our country. As a result, all departments are impacted uh, negatively. And he's well aware that uh, the South African Defense Force has deployed five companies to protect our border, our land border. And we, we know, uh, according to them, it is not enough uh, opposed to the 22 companies that uh, they wish to have, but due to budgetary constraint, it is not possible. And he is well aware of that. And the Defense Force, National Defense Force is working tirelessly to cover the, those kilometers and kilometers on our borderlines with minimum resources. I don't see how he directed the ANC internal politics uh, as he refers to them as, as factions. Uh, that affect how those affect the, the 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 budget and how he brought that into the debate, except to de deceive the nation or defocus the nation from the fact that the uh, uh, DA leaders are lazy to study and they forge uh, qualification. I think uh, the EFF must also stop confusing the defense force with the police. Uh, I'll offer them a free lecture about the mandate of the South African National Defense Force. And I think uh, Honorable Bukas has tried to clarify about the mandate of the, 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 the South African National Defense Force. First and foremost, uh, Honorable Kronewald, Tinel is under the Department of Public uh, Enterprise, and we are all concerned about the dire situation at Tinel. The problem we are dealing with here is a member who's in the time is up. Uh, yeah, we support uh, the work done by the minister. He must not be shaken. Thank you very much. We support the budget vote. Uh, can I now call uh, Honorable? Can I call upon Honorable Minister uh, Nagula? to address the house and uh, thank you very much, uh, Honorable Mutle. <clears throat> Honorable Minister. Honorable Minister. Over to you, Honorable. Thank you very much, um, Chairperson.
And thank you, honorable members, for your contributions to this debate. But allow me, Chair, just to, to respond to two or three issues. Firstly, the situation in Mozambique, where it was said South Africa has not bothered to even evacuate or rescue some of our people who were caught up in that situation. I'm sorry to say this, it is not true. And I'm sorry that unfortunately the person who raises it is a person who I had a thorough conversation with prior to deployment and post deployment. You will recall, Honorable Marais, that you called me frantic because South Africans were trapped in an area called Pemba. We sent a C-130 to Pemba to go and collect the remains of the deceased and his family. The rest of the people who did not board that aircraft were being rescued were there at the time, did not do so out of their own free will because they decided that they wouldn't leave before their companies had allowed them to do so. So just on that one, let us just set the record straight. On the second matter raised by the Freedom Front with regards to the budget of the ministry, which has escalated, I wish to draw your attention to the fact that issues related to the South African military health services support to all the principals, starting with the commander in chief, right up to those who are retired, are handled in the office of the minister. In fact, I do want to say that in the past year, the majority, which is, no, not the majority, 13.8 million of the budget of the ministry was spent on paying for the expenses of the South African military health services, those who are supporting the principals. The last matter I would like to respond to, I don't think I should talk to Dinel because we all know that there's the symbiotic relationship between Dinel and the Department of Defense. It is not our wish that the Department Dinel should actually collapse. It is not collapsing in our hands. However, I do want to say this, we have made several interventions. In fact, even this morning, if I may say this, the cabinet committee was discussing the issue of Dinel. It is not the defense force which is responsible for the collapse of Dinel. If anything, the defense force has tried over the, the years to help to sustain the, the Dinel. So if we could just be truthful in the manner in which we present facts. The, the other matter which I would like to respond to, Honorable Hunewald, is that of affirmative action. And that it's about time we do away with affirmative action. May I just remind you that when you established the Republic of South Africa in 1961, one of the things which you did was that of deployment, which in the course of that, as time went on, people of course were empowered to continue to run the different entities and infrastructure. But if you recall, you recall, if you go back to the history books, you will see that you could appoint anyone from the street, even if a person had a standard six, to go and drive a train or to go and manage a station. That's what you did. That's what any country does to impact skills on its personnel, to make sure that the citizens run things properly. And of course, this is the 27th year of our democracy. I am not defending inefficiency or even uh, mediocrity, but I do want to say this, remember 
the history of South Africa does not start in 1994. It starts way back, but in fact, you, you should understand it better when I mentioned 1961 and what the African and the apartheid regime did to put people who were not skilled at the time to run the different entities in the Republic of South Africa. Just as a reminder. Lastly, Chair, with regards to I need, I need to say this, that we commissioned a ministerial task team to investigate allegations and trends of sexual misconduct, both in internal and in peace support operations, where members of the SANDF were deployed. And against the report which came out of that process, we've created a specialized offenses, sexual offenses unit within the military police structure to investigate offenses for prosecution in the military justice system. We've created a ministerial hotline and a sexual misconduct office within the department to coordinate the misconduct center. We have created a central electronic registry that will accurately monitor and report monthly on the statistics submitted by services and divisions. We've created a sexual harassment policy and ethics policy against which departmental punitive actions can be taken on offenders. We have established strict confidentiality matters, measures to protect whistleblowers. And lastly, we are updating our training curriculum to mainstream gender as well as the awareness and and consequences of sexual misconduct. Of course, we will now be establishing what is called a sexual misconduct center. It is the first that it is being done in the continent. It is the first that the South African Defense Force, including that of old, that it is establishing uh, this kind of, of center to, in order for us to deal with issues of vulnerabilities of women within the South African National Defense Force. I do want to make the point, Chairperson, that during the 2018-19 financial year, the department had six audit qualifications which were brought to two, down to two, 2019 to 2020 financial year. It's not desirable that we should even have two, but there's been a drastic reduction from six down to two. Auditor General has raised numerous deficiencies in our control system, and we acknowledge that as a department, that we have weaknesses in our governance and control systems, as well as challenges within the supply chain management. The recurrence of irregular expenditure based on previous contracts awarded irregularly continues to increase. The bulk of our recorded irregular expenditure relates to the underfunding of our compensation of employees, as we all know, colleagues. But of course, there is a plan which has been presented to Parliament on how we think we can reduce our deficit related to the compensation of employees. The Secretary of Defense and the Chief SANDF will ensure consequent management is, and that it is implemented and controls are put in place to reduce the incurrence, the recurrence of irregularities and fast track the investigations into uh, these. Thank you, Chair. Lastly, just yeah. uh, to inform the honorable members on a somber note that uh, our, a member uh, of the Defense Force Service Commission by the name of Joe Chongile, 
uh, who has served, who was serving his second term in the commission, passed on. And may his soul rest in peace. He will be buried in the Eastern Cape on Saturday. There will be a requiem mass on Friday in his honor. I thank you, Chair, and I thank you all honorable members for your positive input. And even where there's criticism, it is taken very well because that's the only way in which we can improve. I thank you. Thank you, Honorable Minister. I take that into this. Thank you very much, Honorable Members. This plenary is adjourned. Thank you.